host. I'm JC, the co-host, co-captain of this vessel. We have recovered it. Stuck on a sandbar for a little bit, but now we're sailing again. What? Happy to be back here. We've got Ricky Baez, the pirate of the Caribbean, uh, the co-host of the show, the man who has too many HR Talk podcasts to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, they got me busy. Welcome back. Sup? Oh, another day in the jungle, man. I had yeah? a uh, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's been busy. It's been busy on a on a separate side. You know, people know me from this uh, podcast right here, as well as um, emceeing events and doing things like that. Which, which, by the way, big kudos going out to Mister John Pets uh, for being selected the MC again for HR Florida. John Pets, great guy, great nice. guy. Yeah, he's a very good guy. Nice. Really is. Um, so they put that out there. I couldn't help but support that though, too. I'm a very good, good human. Love to have him back on the program and, uh, talk shop a little bit more, but over in my world, uh, what I've been up to yesterday, um, did a wedding for a couple and, uh, provided minister services through the universal life church. Anyone who desires could always stop by their website. They're a not-for-profit organization and, uh, you too could become a reverend or minister, if you desire. And um, it's it's that time of year in western New York, in Buffalo, where it's starting to get nice, right? And uh, it was a beautiful day. The sun was out. The sky was blue. I actually had an opportunity while I was waiting on people to arrive and get settled where I turned to uh, my business partner in this endeavor, and I said, Thomas, what is that in the sky? Thomas. And it was a plane. And and he turned to me and says, That that's a plane. He says, I know. And we took an opportunity to like really delve into the just the the wild thought for a brief moment. And you you're gonna appreciate this. Okay. Well while you sit in your backyard on the Lanai on on the uh A one A beachfront studio estates and uh your, your little dog is out there running around and the planes are flying over. Just think about how heavy that thing really is. How many people are in that? And the fact that it's just, it's in the air. It's floating. It gets you thinking, I tell you. Imagine that just being a helium <laughs> balloon with jet engines on it instead. Or a, or maybe something else like magnetic levitation or, or something like uh, pulse technology. So I, I don't know. It's just wild how far technology has advanced since we were younger, before planes. It, no, so <laughs> I gotcha. when I was younger, I, we had planes, right? Okay, there you go. <laughs> so, okay, so you, so now now that now that you got me going down that rabbit hole, um, you and I were in a device that is way heavier than a plane, and it floated on water. Yes, yeah, I think that's a bigger feat, right? You know what's an even larger feat when you had that idea for a business, a new business. And you call me up. You said, "JC, JC, let's 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 register tailgate.com. and uh, <laughs> and we researched it. And really, at the end of the day, you just spelled tailgate wrong. I mean, that was that was a that was a good time. That was hilarious. That, that was, was nobody knows about that, but it's okay. That was hilarious. Hey, um, you know what's also mind bottling like that too is uh-huh. when we think about like imagine being in a personal situation where where you are like literally suing someone for 50 gazillion dollars. <laughs> and after being on trial for a month, they award you 2 million and you're considered the loser. <laughs> yeah. Go yeah, on. I'm following. That's, it's a totally different first world problem right there. You know what I mean? It is. It, it you know, we can sit here right now. You're in Buffalo. I'm in Orlando. We're doing this show. You you get to do different endeavors where you get to question the big flying thing in the sky and not have to worry about getting, you know, it's bombarded or figuring out where your next food is going to come from. So, yeah, definitely, JC, first world problems. I agree with you. $50 million lawsuit, the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp deal. Johnny Depp winds up <laughs> losing his contracts with Disney. He's no longer going to be a pirate in the Caribbean. He might move on to, I think it was, who was that? Who was going to pick him up? I, I can't remember. It was, oh, yeah. Tom Cruise, and he was going to be the pirate of space or something. I, I don't know what's <laughs> what? next. It was unbelievable, though. You know, there's so many opportunities for him now. But uh, to you take know, a franchise like Pirates of the Caribbean and tank it 
and, and he he kind of had something uh, something to talk about there. I mean, uh, the defamation alone and losing your job, losing your contracts because of that. I just I immediately thought of you doing all the other HR Talk podcasts, not labeled HR Talk, and how you could get fired from those, <laughs> and it would ruin your future. You know. I think I did a good enough job of ruining you're my like, future there. You're like <laughs> you're you're just like Johnny Depp. You're like his life twin. No, you, you know what? You no, <laughs> I don't see any resemblance in that at all. Um, I and I don't even know if I want his life to be honest. But you know what, JC? You know what about oh, no, that no. trial? No, no, no. I, hang on, hang on one Go second. Ahead. Go ahead. Seriously. Well, see, life from another perspective. They can expand the mind and awareness. These are inspirational quotes. Let's kick you back. Before we hear on Ricky's commentary on the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, inspirational quotes from one of the three Ephraim biases. This one <laughs> named Ricky. Leaders, do you want employee loyalty? Then create a work environment where genuinely disappointing your boss has a deeper impact on the employees than a simple write-up. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Disappoint the people that care about you most. No. Wise words from a wise (laughs) wise words from a wise man, Ricky Baez. Oh man, you always screwing that up. That's all right. All right. So so Johnny Depp, you you would not want to be like Johnny Depp, you say. You would not like to be truthful and honest. No, I just I don't know if I want any celebrities. I don't know if I want any celebrities' lifestyle, to be honest. It's always being followed around and people taking pictures. You don't have them. Uh, it's the slightest, no no kind of privacy at all anywhere you go. So, no, I don't want to be Johnny Depp. But you know what, JC? You know who I really felt bad for in this entire case? It wasn't it, Amber. It wasn't Johnny. wasn't the attorneys. It, it's the judge. Did you see the judge's face through this entire process? She, <laughs> I can see her thinking, I did not go to law school and then become an attorney and then uh, uh, I'm go to be elected to be a judge to be found in this circus. That's exactly the face I saw. What was the name of that expert witness that they pulled up? He, it was Dr. Something or Other. <laughs> and um, See, I felt bad for the attorneys of Amber Heard because they pulled up the expert witness and there's two of these guys. And they're two radically different humans, one who is like an expert in his field from UCLA and the other one yeah. who is just the guy you saw on the stand as an expert witness. Look, there's a lot of people that don't know what we're talking about. Most people in <laughs> HR have been following this. But for people that aren't familiar, give us a high level brief on what this was and why we're talking about it on the program. please. JC, JC I'm sorry. You're 100 percent wrong, brother. Unfortunately. Everybody knows about this trial. Unfortunately, this trial took over took over other other um, media headlines because people thought this was the most important thing to know about in the United States. So anyway, from what I understand, it's that Amber Heard published a piece making Johnny Depp look bad, and then Johnny sued for defamation, and that's why they're in court right now. Right? Is that it? Because I honestly don't care, but I think that's what happened. Right. And then uh, he he wound up losing the contracts with Disney, and then That's it, right. it, it rippled yeah. forward. Oh yeah, there was also he wasn't he like a wizard? He was a wizard. He was a he was a Harry Potter wizard in a movie, right? The Fantastic Beats. It was like a Doctor Dre it? thing. Fantastic. I have no Beats. idea what you're talking about. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> Some people are laughing right now. It's Fantastic Beasts. <laughs> beasts. Yes, yeah, some people like three. <laughs> Yeah, so he lost that part as well as the uh, Pirate of the Caribbean uh, part as well. That's right, and 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 a lot of people are well right now ever since uh, towards at the end of the trial where Johnny won, and now Amber has to pay an incredible amount of money. Uh, now people are asking, it's Disney, are you going to hire Johnny Depp back to continue the Pirates of the Caribbean uh, franchise, or even better, what do you say about firing him without even? coming out, you know, waiting until the uh, the outcome of the trial. Now, I do know this. Um, 
Johnny working for Disney isn't like you and I working for them. Obviously, it's a contract situation. It's a 1099. And I'm sure in that contract, there's been some verbiage in there that says, if you embarrass us or do something, you're involved in any kind of a case, then we're going to go ahead and let you go. I haven't seen that. I know that verbiage in certain contracts in those situations do exist. So I have to assume that's what's happening here. But still, Disney, what are you going to do? I mean, are you going to bring them back? Which I don't think they are, to be honest, JC, because I think Disney gave the role to, um, I believe, what's her name, from the Wolf of Wall Street. The lady from Wolf of Wall Street. There's there's an important fact here that needs to stay at the forefront, though, too. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) When everything went down and they took the side of cancel culture and they got rid of him right away. Mm -hmm. Right away. Okay. He came out and made some sort of statement, and I don't have the exact quote. I'm paraphrasing here, but it was along the lines of saying, I would never go back to work for them again, even if they gave me $30 million and 100 llamas. He did so, not say that. So as the trial was going, Google Johnny Depp. Llamas? <laughs> Google Johnny Depp 100 llamas. So Got as it. the trial was Got going it. forward, a representative from Disney allegedly, allegedly reached out to him and his team looking to begin negotiations on his demands to get him to come back. They were actually starting discussions or wanted to initiate discussions about getting him 100 llamas <laughs> and trying to bring And he was being like, totally like, you know, let me be as off the wall with this as possible. And they actually came back to the table realizing their mistake. And then he told him, take a hike. So the, the control <laughs> in this situation, even though it, they made their choice, he also made his in saying that I'm not going back to that environment. I'm yeah. not going to go back to the toxicity of that. It, it, they they canceled him without even blinking an eye. That happens to a lot of people in the workforce every day. Yes, but again, Johnny's situation is different because there could be a contract in there that has more details on what people can't and can't do versus an employee working for an employer as a W-2 where you do have to follow, obviously, the policies and procedures in the organization, and the organization has to make sure they don't violate your rights for letting you go for the wrong reasons. So, so you're you're really rooted on the side of Disney on this one. You think that they were in the right getting rid of Johnny Depp? No, absolutely not. I honestly think Disney pulled the trigger too early. They should have waited. Oh, they really okay. should have waited. Yeah, no, but what I'm what I'm putting out there is it's it's I wanna I wanna make a distinct difference or 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 put a difference in there between a contractual agreement between one talent and an organization that needs that talent and being employed by an organization. Those are two different things with two different sets of rules that people have to follow. Johnny Depp. Well, you did want to bring this up. I know you had more on Johnny Depp here before we continue on. No, it was just that piece, right? That that it's it's you know forgetting the fact that contract could be out there. This exactly how you alluded to, man. It's it does happen in the workforce every day, where um, an employee who I guess it's on their own time, they're doing something on their own time. Not not involving the organization at all does something that may be socially unacceptable. Somebody catches it on tape, they go ahead and and upload that into social media. You know, you got people out there who start making connections, right? Oh, I know this person on LinkedIn. Next thing you know, LinkedIn comes into play. That's where he works. Then what happens? Then what happens? Then Biasco doesn't get the contracts anymore. It's a, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> All right, social um, media prevails. So a little bit more about uh, my weekend here. Yeah, I had a wedding for someone yesterday. Did the ceremony. It was beautiful, beautiful wedding, fantastic time, beautiful reception before that. But the night prior, I actually had the opportunity to uh, uh, do an event for a client who's been a long-standing client for the past ten mm-hmm. years or so, and uh, had a great chance to catch up with them. Um, the nature of the event, it was just like a reception dinner kind of dance type thing. But anyways, at the at the start of it, uh, got talking with um, one of the, one of the key stakeholders. Uh, her name is Cindy. Cindy, if you and your daughter are listening, this is your big hello. I know we're fifteen minutes in, but hello to you both. Her Hi, daughter um, recently got a job in human resources. Oh, yeah, nice. She got a job in human resources, and I don't have all the details. I do have the name of the company, and I'm not going to say it. 
Um, but she is more on the side of uh, HRS automation and uh, a little more okay. on on that side of the world. So, Cindy, if you and your daughter are listening, if, if your daughter does desire to reach out, we'd be more than happy to talk to someone who's new in the field uh, to share their insights. And she's more than happy to come on the program and not say her last name, just like many other people have in the past. Or if uh, if anyone listening right now desires to reach out and share their stories and and maybe even want us to cover a topic, we're more than happy to do so at Absolutely. any point in time. Right, Rick? Absolutely. Just let us know. Um, look, we can hide your face. We can do the um, how um, those uh, news outlets does when they uh, put a shadow on you, change your voice. We can even do that, too. We I won't can do really, that. really. Why not? You That's could. fun. I won't do it. Make it look like we're interrogating somebody. So, that, so the parlay on this one, though, too, is there was a story that came to us going back. Geez, I can't remember how long ago this was. <clears> two, three years ago where there was an issue with Activision Blizzard. And it was a tip that was given to us by a listener. And on the... Um, on the initial issue, there was there was like a, a whole sexual harassment thing going on at Activision Blizzard. Am I right, Rick? That's correct. I believe I don't know if it was about a year or two years ago when this when this thing first came to light. It's uh, the complaint out of California was that there was it was that area of the company was considered a frat a frat environment where there was no rules, no regulations, people showing up to work under the influence or hungover and making really nasty sound, sound, really nasty <laughs> jokes. I made <laughs> nasty sounds, sounds with my mouth sounds, and they dude. were words. <laughs> no, just, just, you know, nasty jokes. Um, and, uh, uh, males talking about the female body in, in, a, in a really nasty way, which creates a really bad environment. So I guess people got fed up and I don't know if H was involved or not i do know that uh it it, it got to the eeoc's lap and the eeoc is now involved now we haven't heard about this in a while so something just came up the other day right oh yeah two days ago we've got an update on this one the eeoc versus activision blizzard the claims process is now officially open on march 30th 2022 a federal court approved the settlement of a sexual harassment lawsuit brought to the eeoc against activision blizzard otherwise known as Blizzard Entertainment Incorporated, Activision Publishing Incorporated, and King.com Incorporated, and the entity's subsidiaries. In the lawsuit, EEOC alleged that Activision Blizzard violated Title VII of the Seville Rights Act of 1964. Seville? <laughs> Got it. We just make HR fun. That's all we do. Lord Some people are God. like way over that joke now, but that's fine. Oh, way over it. So Judge Dale Fisher of the Central District of California found the settlement, including the claims process and the claim fund, was fair, reasonable, and adequate and advances the public interest. Participating in the claims process is voluntary and free, and submitting a claim does not obligate or commit the claimant. In addition to providing monetary relief, the claims process permits claimants to request specific non-monetary relief, such as removing your personnel file, harmful documents like disciplinary notices or write-ups received as a result of being subjected to sexual harassment, pregnancy discrimination, and or related retaliation. Claimants may also request that the employer change a record of unfair termination to a resignation. Claims can be made by any current or former employee who believes they experienced sexual harassment, pregnancy, discrimination, and or related retaliation while employed by any of the defendants and experienced such incidents between the period of September 1st, 2016 and March 29th, 2022 and worked for or at any wow. United States location of Activision Blizzard, Blizzard Entertainment, Activision Publishing, or King.com or any of their subsidiaries in the states of Wisconsin, New York, uh, Minnesota, California, Texas, and Arkansas. The EEOC encourages individuals who believe they have a claim to visit EEOC Activision Blizzard Consent Decree.com. That's the short handle of the website for you. The $18 million settlement fund is available now. The process for submitting a claim and accepting an award is completely voluntary. If you have questions about this, contact the EEOC or email Activision claimants at eeoc.gov. 
this is not official guidance. This is just people talking about stuff and then stuff on a program. Uh, we, we don't represent either side in this instance, but uh, this is a uh, interesting read for you, Rick. Over to you. The part that really got me about that, JC, is the part that they talk about above and beyond monetary relief. There's a process in there that would give you, the employee, the opportunity to remove harmful documents like disciplinary notices, write-ups, as a result of being subjected to sex harassment. So here's the implication here, I mean, if if I'm reading um, into this. They must have found a lot of people who came forward to complain, and they got written up because of it. I mean, why else would they throw that in there? Why else would they say if if it here's an opportunity for us to re, to uh, to to remove your disciplinary action as a result of being subjected to harassment? To me, that's what that implies. And to me, I don't know if that was brought up when this um, case was first reported on a couple of years ago, but that's news to me. Yeah. So. To me, that means HR was involved and just wasn't really uh, being fair with it. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, right. So, so, so that, keep going here. Give, yeah. you're, you're lifting some interesting mm-hmm. rocks. Please continue. So, yeah. So, so from from my point of view, based read, on what I'm read reading it, here. You read it the same way I did, man. Yeah. I, yeah. HR was involved. And now, and, and that, to me, that's an even bigger issue. So... If I was in charge of this organization, I should be A, embarrassed, B, pissed in that order, and I would remove the entire HR department or, okay, I'm being too heavy handed. I would really take a deep dive into who was involved in this, who didn't do their job and remove those individuals and bring more innovative HR leaders into the realm and make sure everybody is on the same sheet of music with training and create an environment where that training can be turned into actionable steps. So that's what I would do if I was in the in in their world. But man, are they in a world of trouble? They really are. Things that Ricky Baez would do as per his beliefs. <laughs> oh, I thought that was Star Wars for What's a second. What's the first thing that Ricky would do? <laughs> he would fire them all. <laughs> I backtracked. <laughs> I backtrack. That was a little bit heavy-handed. Okay, well, so there's a million-dollar question for you. Why wouldn't you be heavy-handed, or why would you backtrack and be uh, more light-handed? Well, because there may have been some HR people who were trying to do the right thing, but maybe leadership kind of stopped their voices from being heard. So They they, shouldn't be fired because of that. So they were stuck in the middle. and Or... or at the bottom or at the top. We don't know how yeah. high this thing goes. Yeah, true. We don't know if it's the VP or the CHRO. Okay, we so don't know that. I now am uh, imaginarily part of uh, the act of Blizzo, whatever they are. And I call you, Ricky Baez, and I say, I have an issue with the culture in my organization. And I hear you fire everyone. Please come in and clean house <laughs> and help me start over. What would you do? I what I would do, I would want before I do any of that, before I go in and start cleaning house, I would like to get a better understanding of what investigation, if any at all, was conducted in each and every one of these instances. That way I can find any anomalies or any any common denominators that will lead me to believe that some of these folks were doing the right thing and they were just their voices were squashed. And some of these folks were just riding that train and not doing anything about it while they knew about it, which is just as guilty. I would want to know that and then put a strategy together and propose to you based on those findings. That's so, what I would do. So through that process, it's revealed that there are statements that are already on file from the employees that were sent forward to the EEOC through the investigation process. There's some stuff that's already out there. Would you take that into consideration or would you start like a brand new investigation using some of that as cited information as to the basis of what got you to where you are and shoot for brand new written statements from people i would so 
I will conduct my own investigation using the evidence that was already available. And as I go through the, cause I've been involved in those kinds of, of investigations before where I jump in later. So what I would do is it's as I go on with my own investigation. And if I see that some of the evidence has been tainted, then I start from scratch there. But if I see that some of the evidence has been preserved, the information was acted on and people did the right thing in that process, I'll leave that alone unless I see a reason to really start from scratch. But to start from scratch when so much information is available, it's kind of inefficient unless the investigation takes you down that route, which you would have to wait until you see some evidence that will cause you to question that information to begin with. So through your investigatory process, if that's even a word, if you it is. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> just made it up. He's <laughs> just having a rough morning. So gotcha. if, if if through that process you decided, you know, I've got 12 employees out of this batch here that we need to talk to at greater depth over this next set period of time, whatever it may be, whatever that threshold is, mm-hmm. would you maybe take the stance of saying, you know what, given the nature of the situation, we are going to remove the privilege at this time that you have to work remotely and recall you to the office on a daily basis as well. Would you, would you go to that length? In an investigation that involves people being sexually harassed, I think them working remotely is an answer that already exists, right? <laughs> why, why, would I, why would I make things worse if that's the case? If they, especially if they were the ones who were doing the wrongdoing, why, why would I bring them back into the office? Well, if you want to find out who the arsonist is, all you do is hand everyone matches. And, watch. <laughs> and then lose another building? No, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> All right, so yeah, we've now lost. So weird. We've now lost one of our buildings. And, yeah, yeah, another one. Of our no, buildings, I, yeah. I, I guess where I'm going is 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 would you use an HR tactic of putting pressure and squeezing these employees into some sort of level of submission, or are you now? And, and I'm using blunt terminology here that you will I, not I find it. in C-suite discussions, right? But yeah. will you at some point squeeze them to the point where they resign upon their own? Will, will you create an environment that's not necessarily hostile, but an environment that follows the decree of what your policy guides are, remove all those excess things, and let thing, uh, let, 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 uh, Nature take its course, as they say. No, no, so wait. Right. So let me let me answer this carefully, because if you create an environment so bad that people have no choice but to quit, that's a legal term called destructive. Uh, uh, go ahead. No, I, I, it's ahead. a legal term called. Go ahead, say it. Constructive discharge. Okay. So I don't want to go down that route. So, so right? it's not constructive discharge. You're you're dancing a fine line now, right? You're yes. you're not creating an environment that's considered constructive discharge. What you're doing is operating within the guidelines of your, your written policies and, and everything that you have to say, look, all those opportunities, all those extra things that you have, your, your company credit card, we're, we're, you know, we're going to pull that back right now. You're not going to be traveling right now. That's, that's like Mm-mm. extra. I wouldn't do that. Okay. I wouldn't do that. We're going to because... call you back to the office. You're not going to no. work remote for the time being. No, because because here's the thing, right? If we're if 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 this person traveling and this person having a credit card is crucial to this person's job description and they need this tool to be successful in, in their role, I'm not gonna take that away to prevent them from being successful while I'm investigating Got it. and and event you right. So, so so what if you reclassified what they do for a living and you're like, you know, you used to do that before we met in this meeting right now. And now you don't do that anymore. You do shipping so, and receiving now. So here's what I'm hearing. <laughs> I'm hearing that if I can't find anything to hit them on, on this investigation, or I, I feel that they're hiding something, you want me to make their lives that much difficult. So you want me to demote them? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not going to demote them, right? Uh, to me, here's the thing. To me, I don't like to see demotion as a form of discipline. No, 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 no. It's a promotion. It is <laughs> we're, a promotion away from termination. Right. Is that we're what it is? Promoting <laughs> you out of the C-suite into shipping. <laughs> oh, so okay. I'm promoting right. you to be in charge of boxes. 
So let's do that. Let's say this person was a VP of operations, and now because of this scenario that you've created, they are now are the now- senior vice president of shipping and receiving. No, but you put them the down there in shipping and, <laughs> and receiving. What do you think that's going to accomplish? I and I I want to Nothing. stand corrected there. I want to take that back. <laughs> yeah. They're the senior yeah. vice president of the loading dock, not just shipping and receiving. The entire what does that loading even dock. Mean? What does that even mean? That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> anything, anything that goes in and out of there. They're in, they're they're senior vice president of what happens. No, that's called a manager. Right. Anything that comes in and out of that dock is oh, managed already by have a manager. Those. They already have oh, one then, of those. Okay, then. Then we're not going to create a job description. We're not going to add payroll. That's exactly what we're doing. No, if the person messed up, they should be fired. Right. If we're saying this person touched. <laughs> what is going on today? If this person was found to be guilty of touching other people, making other people uncomfortable, then the answer is not a demotion because he's going to take those same skill set that got him in trouble to get that demotion to another department. You want him out of the organization completely. All right. There promote it is. Promote to customer. There, there it is. Promote to customer. Now, let's change the parameters of this discussion. Okay. Let's say hypothetically, not even not even there may be coincidences about what we talk about here to things that are actually happening but okay. hypothetically speaking let's say that you were looking to reduce the headcount of your salaried employees by 10% because you feel that the company may have been overstaffed in many areas and you still plan to hire hourly employees to cover the work that needs to take place but the salaried employees will be recalled back to the office, no longer available to be remote because you have over 100,000 employees worldwide and you had over 5,000 open positions prior to a potential layoff announcement. But it's not really a layoff announcement. You're just calling people back to the office because you need to reduce capacity by 10 percent due to economic stresses that are currently taking place, hypothetically speaking. And secondly, when you hire 15,000 to 20,000 people over a year, you'll inevitably have inefficiencies and, and a round of layoffs to balance things out, which is not out of the ordinary uh, after such a mass hiring does sometimes take place. And you might be looking to do that by calling your salaried employees back to the office. And um, in the process, maybe even your stock falls 8%. hypothetical that's a whole lot to unpack but okay let me let me focus on what really stood out to me and the part i did not zone down in so look so the part that you said <laughs> that laying off 10 percent of salaried employees uh, your and, ceo decides this though okay so the ceo decides to lay off 10 percent of salaried employees and i think i heard you say the hour we're going to continue to hire hourly employees to take care of the job, uh, the service and sales workers, factory workers, and people installing uh, maybe something on homes or, or like. Uh, oh, cool! But 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 yeah. we're not. So they're not hiring hourly employees to perform the duties that are no longer being performed by the salaried employees Correct. who got laid off. Yeah. that's not happening, or that no, is happening. That, that is not happening because that would be bad. That's right? not happening. <laughs> Yeah, because that would mean you you have hourly employees doing salaried work, and that could create an issue for you um, as an organization. But um, that's that seems reasonable for an organization to consolidate exempt level work or salary level work, um, because you know, look. As, as time progresses, technology evolves, you've got new efficiencies and new processes that make jobs easier. So if you have a 20-year-old um, a staffing structure, it, maybe it's time to update it because you may not need the, the, the same payroll heads that you think you need right now. So that's normal. And to continue to hire hourly associates to make sure the, the productivity of the organization continues is also normal at the same time. Right. So, so far, I haven't heard anything wrong. And from from that aspect. Now, what were the other points you make? Because that was a lot. Yeah. yeah. That you so unpack there. I mean, when when Elon Musk came out and clarified his response ah, this Elon. past week and uh, <laughs> he, he stated that literally they cannot support having all those people at at its offices, which might be why Elon announced the stop of remote work, because it will facilitate layoffs and some people might just quit. 
and they have a they need to go through a 10 percent reduction on salaried employees say that last part again about remote work so this is an extrapolation that's been provided by many in the press or media but this is not an exact quote but maybe it is an exact quote i don't know i don't have it in front of me but it's a if if they stop remote work it may facilitate layoffs some people might just quit they will just quit because they can't work remotely anymore in these salary positions i don't see that happening uh because i know it's i was on another podcast and we talked about the whole oh your other uh, hr email. show your other hr show it's not another hr show it's for a client um so they, they um and and we we had a conversation about that email that elon sent which essentially said for salaried leadership either come back to the office and work 40 hours or else um now my client was, uh, his position was, yeah, you know what? It's Elon's organization. He could do what he wants, which I agree with. My position is that's a wrong choice because you are going to um, have a situation where employees are not going um, to come back into the office and they're going to go work somewhere else. But the client brought up a good point. He's like, dude, it's, it's, it's Tesla. For every one person that leaves, there's 10 others in line waiting to a step up. And they already have the statement on the books here, Elon coming out and saying that he's looking to hire more people to actually mm-hmm. work, not salaried employees, mm-hmm. but hourly workers to perform the functions of the job because the salaried employee count is too high. He needs to go through a 10% reduction due to the severe economic woes that no, we're all experiencing, right? Isn't that it? No, wait a minute. I that's not I thought I read something which made me laugh. I think he was he was saying that the reason he's doing it is because he has a bad fee. He's he's have here it is. I found it. Earlier today we reported that Elon Musk telling Tesla executives in an email that they need to cut 10% of the workforce and pause hiring due to having a super bad feeling about the economy. <laughs> well, do me a favor. Do me a favor. Uh-huh. Go ahead. Um, can you set up a conference call midweek for all uh-huh. people who feel the economy is doing great right now? And let me know uh-huh. how many people attend. That's all. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. So hold on. I I hear that, right? But he's laying off workers based on a super bad feeling. He's laying That's not off. How we d- he's looking to relieve the stresses of the salaried executive core and reduce by 10% due to a super bad feeling about the economy yeah that's not good enough for me bro that's not good enough for me he's the ceo i need to see data oh no oh well now wait a minute now wait a minute yes he is the ceo and he can do that so if you're telling me so let's let's let me what numbers do you what what numbers would you need to see like the consumer price index 7.9 percent unemployment rate 3.8 percent jobs added in february is 687 thousand, but their lower pay and wage what what numbers are we talking it doesn't i want to see how the organization is losing so much money that you no longer can support the current staffing structure but he's already coming out and saying that he needs to hire more people to make more things so at some point you're going to hire so much more that whatever efficiency you put in place if they are any again that's what i want to see Here's the thing, JC. Follow me here but for a wait second. Wait a second, though. Gasoline what? is up 38%. Used car prices are up 41.7%. Energy in total is up 25.6%. Inflation's a real thing right now. So if gasoline is up, isn't that a good indicator, a good performance indicator on how well his uh, his customer base is going to respond to that? Mm, depends. I mean, his cars do cost $200 million. And people are still buying them, bro. I see them more and more on the street. Do me a favor. The next time you see a Tesla on the street like that, mm-hmm. take a good look at it and, and, and analyze how much damage it has. Oh, my gosh. This blew my mind yesterday. So we're driving down the highway, right, uh, in between events. And saw quite a few Teslas, some from Ontario, mm-hmm. some from different states, and it must have taken them like weeks to get here because they have to charge overnight, but that's fine. So 
they're, they're driving down the road and, you know, this, oh, look at that Tesla. It's got a huge dent in the back bumper. Look at that Tesla. It's got some, like, paint stain going down the driver's side door. Look at that Tesla. The back window smashed out. Like, Really? Yeah. Wow. There's, like, some <laughs> Tesla car vandalism going on. I don't know what it is. It's crazy. Have you noticed that? I haven't. I, I, I see them more and more on the road, more and more of them, and but I haven't seen them being vandalized. Oh, my god! I mean, who who would have vandalized a Tesla? Who would, it's a not pan- tree huggers. It's a pandemic. It's, it is a pandemic. <laughs> okay, then, JC, but look, <laughs> let's go back to, the, to your hypothetical situation about needing that documentation. So let's say I'm one of the no, 10% of it. leaders that get let go. Yeah, but, Tess, the, but the, the CEO does. He has yeah, the super it. bad feeling. He doesn't need the documentation, but the HR guy wants it. Of course the HR guy wants it, because if I was the one who was being laid off, and you're telling me you got a super bad feeling, all right, I mean, I could subscribe to this notion. Maybe you're doing it because I'm an over 40 Hispanic male. Ooh. Right? So then if I say it's that, there. okay, if, and then you come back and tell me, no, it's not. It's because I got a super bad feeling. That's not going to be good enough. It's not going to be good enough. And if I bring up enough compelling evidence to have a prima facie case, good luck with that, Tesla or CEO, hypothetically speaking. So you need documentation. As part of the documentation here for this company, InsideEVs.com had a very interesting article on May 16, 2022, talking about continued vandalism of Tesla superchargers. And this is where you may need more people in your wheelhouse to begin to repair things, right? But Tesla and its owners have been subject to plenty of vandalism over the years, and the reason behind the issue is unknown, as we previously reported. This is a quote from InsideEVs.com. Tesla supercharger stations in some areas seem to be targeted by vandals. We've shared many Tesla cam and Century Mode videos showing people damaging Tesla vehicles while they're charging and the charging cable, charging port, and even the supercharger itself are often the vandals' focus. It seems that these Why? vandals are once again ramping up their efforts, probably because he said things on Twitter, said mean things. <laughs> are they against the proliferation proliferation of electric vehicles and the potential shift from gas-powered cars to EVs? Are they looking to find materials that could be sold for profit? Nobody seems to know. Uh. But as you can see from Reddit posts, and everything on Reddit is true, clearly, above a <laughs> Tesla supercharger at a grocery store in Cincinnati, Ohio, had its cables cut out. The post notes that a Tesla mobile technician arrived to repair the cut cables and reportedly told people that this was the third time in a week that the cables were cut at the supercharger station. Wow. Ricky Bias, back to you, who needed documentation. I just don't so know So are you going to take your salaried C-suite employees uh, and send them out into the field to repair supercharger cables continuously, or will you try <laughs> to hire people to take care of the vandalism? You're going to need people to take care of that vandalism. That's so not who you, he was talking about. So He's you gonna should bring. promote your 10% from the C-suite to the field and make them the senior vice president in charge of super cables. <laughs> or just leave them exactly where they are until you've got good documentation as to why you need to reduce the organization by 10%. Aw, snap. There you go. There's a lot going on with that one. There's a lot going on with that one. There really is. And there's, uh, I think there's deeper layers associated with that too that we're we're not even going to get into. But your other podcast, do you want to promote that real quick? Because if you guys did talk about this, it would be interesting. It would be an interesting thing. Like, kind of like Interesting Things with JC, which is a fantastic podcast that officially now has 14,002 RSS subscribers. And uh, we are looking for more listeners, so please feel free. I I publish that daily. And uh, you have another HR Talk podcast where you got into the Elon Musk story, right? Um, I don't own the podcast. This is a client of mine. Yes, yes, it's, no, that's uh, fine. It's, yeah, so it's a Four Corner Resources. Uh, the uh, owner of the organization is Pete Newsom, and he also has a um, a podcast called the Higher Calling Podcast. And um, it, it's what we do. We just talk about different. Ooh. Go ahead. Yeah, question real quick is is yeah, he ahead. related to Gavin Newsom? Um, I highly doubt it. Okay, got it. <laughs> I highly doubt it. Yeah, highly doubt it. Um, and I think it's spelled differently too. Um, no. So we 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 talk about different areas of of um, talent acquisition. What 
what organization need to do to retain employees, what they need to do to attract employees, and what candidates need to do to make sure their skills are marketable. So we were talking about the same situation um, that uh, that Elon talked about or shot an email out last week telling people that they need to come back to the office or else. Um, so that's what we talked about. Again, that's higher calling. Uh, just go out to your uh, favorite podcast pat- platform and look up higher calling and uh, give us a like. They did not get and, paid to be talked about right here either. They no, do, they didn't. But they do. They didn't. I mean, there, there's certain, th- it's not an infomercial program, but it is a client-based program. It's, it's not like that's HR right. talk. We will talk about anything. Look, I've listened to their show. It's halfway decent. They're good, good people. Oh, wow. And the fact <laughs> halfway decent. Well, Dang, yeah, I mean, he's burns. he's really good. I don't know what yeah. you're doing, but is is he <laughs> is he related to Ozzie Newsom, who used to who used to be with the Baltimore Ravens, Cleveland Browns? I don't know. I don't think so. Now, Ozzie Newsom is. is an American former professional football player and executive who's executive vice president of player personnel. Of the Baltimore Ravens within the NFL, and Newsom was a tight end for the Cleveland Browns, and he was inducted into both the College Football Hall of Fame in 1994 and the Pro Football Hall of Fame of 1999. The fact that you and Newsom are doing great things like this, that's fantastic. As you can see, I tried to conflate things as best as possible. <laughs> yes, you do try to conflate them. <laughs> that should be a new, a new business card. JC. Conflation I expert. conflate things. <laughs> conflation expert. Social media conflation expert. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. <laughs> hey, I've got oh, something I got to hit you with real quick here. This is not a good here. one. There's a, uh, this isn't even current events yet, ladies and gentlemen, but we, we things that come up during the week that we just have to talk about. And uh, if you use a computer to do work, okay. Um, I know that's not everybody who listens to the show on their device. Um, however, if you do use, um, Things like smartphones or computers, this could be relative to you. You know, built-in GPS comes in handy when you map out directions, okay? And it's very great for finding, let's say, restaurants or or places to go. Like, maybe you want to find a, a dispensary or something. I don't know. But look, the flip side is you can be tracked through your phone at the end of the day. And there's settings to limit or stop location tracking, but finding them isn't always easy. And part of that is also opting out of targeted ads. So Ah. opting out of targeted ads, which may also connect directly to your location history, is something that you want to take a look at. And and site scraping information from local, state, federal, public records, court records, social media forums, and other sources, uh, there's ways that people could purchase information about you from data brokers, okay? Okay. so there's a lot of websites out there that you could use to remove your records. And it's not always straightforward. You're going to have to repeat the process if your records appear under different names multiple times. But it, it would be recommended if you desire uh, to take yourself off things like Been Verified. BeenVerified.com has a great opt-out program. You might want to take a look at that to remove your information from there. Just like uh, your other, um, your other oh, Ozzy Newsom. He could take himself off there. <laughs> if you go to peoplefinders.com, they have a opt out. Peoplefinders.com slash opt dash out. Take a look at that as well. You can remove yourself from that. Um, data and information is so critically important, especially when you're talking about in the workplace and uh, your professional career. I would definitely advise taking a look at uh, removing your information that's out there. Lastly, with this There are a lot of bad people out there that do great Mm -hmm. things. And there's a lot of great people that do bad things. And then there's just real bad people. And if someone wants to, well, it's true. And if somebody wants to, they could even take you down and take things out. Take, for instance, my own father. He passed away years ago in 1987. And some people started a, a little Wikipedia page for him over 15 years ago, 15 plus years ago. and. He was he was deleted from Wikipedia, Ricky Bias. He was deleted and replaced with a Democratic politician out of the state of Pennsylvania. They erased history, saying he was non-relevant. Now, look, this was shared with me, and, and I said, you know what? Let me go ahead and republish some of his information at uh, mm-hmm. jimconnors.net. Feel free to stop by there and read about him. But, yeah, 
it's it's interesting how people can, much like Johnny Depp, much like many other situations, they can change the face in a in a snap through let it be cancel culture or a desire to delete and purge and go after people and 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 change history in a way. So it's not even that uh, there was a famous guy by the name of Jimmy Connors that played tennis. It's not even the fact there was a Jim Connors that was a famous DJ. Uh, help discover people like Harry Chapin, rediscover Chuck Berry. It's all about the politician who needed to be connected directly with the page. It's just interesting times that we're in. It'll be intriguing to see where things go, but you are in control of your own data. Just just take a look at what information's out there about you. I do highly recommend uh, cleaning the corners of your digital I, I- life if you desire. I disagree with the last part you said. I don't think you're 100% in control of your own, of your own data. To a degree you are, and there's standards in place degree, like that. Yeah. Like in the EU, they have rules and regulations in place that should and need to afford you the opportunity under law to remove your information from search engines like that. And when something like that goes more uh, worldwide standard, it's a different ball of wax. But you're saying that your personal information should be available for everybody to call about your auto's extended warranty? Absolutely not. I never said that, and I don't know what I said could have insinuated that to you, but I never said any of that. <laughs> no, but look, it, it's it's so Wikipedia, anybody can add anything about any type of subject in Wikipedia. That's why I don't rely on Wikipedia for for factual information, right? So that said, I don't know how somebody taking that down putting something else on. I mean, I get it. It hits you because that's your dad. I completely understand that. But I don't know if anybody that would take that information as God, well, you know, I take it back. I do know some people that would take that information as gospel on Wikipedia. Right. They probably would. Well, yeah, especially, I take it back. well yeah. especially when you're talking about your Apple device or your Alexa or your whatever you use and you ask it a question and it defaults immediately to using that as the primary source to read an answer back to you. So if yeah. you're going to purge mm-hmm. culture, you're go- you're going through a cultural purge and you say, hmm, I don't think it's relevant to have X, Y, Z information out there. Let's go ahead and purge the Wikipedia page for bias co-learning. They don't need to be there. No one needs it. You, they could find about, fine, so be it. Do what you do. It's, it's, but it's Wikipedia. It, it, it I don't care. begs to ask the question. Yeah. Where's that fine line between preserving culture and political agenda? It's it's a very interesting line. Because that also treads into the cancel culture and Johnny Depp, et cetera, et cetera, because you're changing culture. Yeah, but political agendas do come from a foundation of culture. Oh, Just a difference oh, of culture. Professor right? Baez, here he is. But it does, right? It, it's so if you come everything from a specific, does, though. correct. So if you come from a specific culture, everything. that's going to dictate well some of it. Not are everything. We, are we going down a Ron Burgundy thing? <laughs> what is it? Sixty percent of the time, it works all the time. I just saw that movie the other day. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> you made me lose my train of thought here. Um, no, yeah, political agendas. Yeah, so it's you can't compare those, right? Because you can't. A culture, a culture is not the opposite of a political. Stop. Agenda. Hang on a second. So, so if someone erased Ricky Baez and replaced it with uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, you'd be cool with that. Where on Wikipedia? Anywhere. I don't care. I don't care. Well, of course not, right? It, it's. I wouldn't be cool. It, it's if if my official documents were changed without my knowledge or without my permission, I would be upset about that. But Wikipedia is not an official document. Again, again, I, I, oh, I I'm not understand. fighting or arguing the fact that uh, Wikipedia is an official document by any stretch of the imagination. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. <laughs> Rule number one: no touching of the hair or face. Of course. That, and that's that makes it. sense. Now let's do this. Begin. I love those clips that are uh, just a little a bit of the movie. background insight into the whole Sherm HRCI battles that happen <laughs> at, at conferences behind the scenes. Such a good time. 
Such a good time. Look, I, I just took a heartbeat to kind of talk about something important, like, you know, preserving your identity online. Um, I totally understand you're against that. Not a problem. No, 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 no. Stop, 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 stop. I am, stop, stop the music. I am not against that at all. Go ahead. Keep talking. Current events. Current events this week is brought to you in part not by. Against, I do not consent. I do not consent to continuing. I do not consent to continuing without, without finishing my thought. I do not consent to continuing is, <laughs> Current events today is brought to you in part by the thoughts of Ricky Baez. That's right. Go ahead. It is. Our first current no, event it, story is Ricky's thoughts. <laughs> yes, it is. I am not saying that I am against that. What I'm saying is let's be careful where we do get our information and where we get value. What what kind of information do we value? Uh, it, it, that's all I'm saying. So I agree with you as far as preserving your information, as long as we agree where that information comes from and do we give it value. Boom, done. Go ahead. Current events continued today. (laughs) Punk. The oldest tree in the world was discovered in South America. Yet another reason to visit Chile. Reports are that Chile now holds the distinction of the country with the world's oldest tree, named Gran Abuelo Tree. It's estimated to be around 5,484 years old, and the tree is situated in uh, Alcer Costero National Park, which became a national park in 2012. If it's confirmed by the scientific community, it would surpass Methuselah, a bristlecone pine in the eastern part of california which is 4853 years old allegedly according to wikipedia the study was conducted by a man who's a chilean environmental scientist that is employed by the climate and environmental sciences laboratory in paris usually scientists use a process called dendo no 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 it's called dendrochronology And this is when a T-shaped border determines the age of the tree by finding the number of growth rings that it has. But due to the inability to reach the center of the tree without the border, the method had to be switched. They switched the method and the findings are facing their fair share of skepticism, though. And after looking into it further, Ramsey Tushan of the University of Arizona's Laboratory of Tree Ring Research, and that's a thing, that you can find out on Wikipedia. Go ahead and take a look at University of Arizona's Laboratory of (laughs) Tree Ring Research. That's a real thing. Some scientists are saying that they're waiting for a peer review. But Ramsey Tushan states, inferring growth rates during a tree's youth can be fraught because the tree, the very young tree, it's very small, very tiny, very small tree. It could have have had less competition. It could have grown faster. Than in later years. So they're debating the findings. They're doing what they can. But they do believe that they've found the world's oldest tree in Chile. These are interesting things with JC. Ricky, back to you. How old? Five, over 5,000 years old? Yeah. Just about as old as uh, some of the speeches you give. Yeah, and just 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 older than the internet. That's interesting. That is interesting. Uh, Things with it's, it's crazy though. Like to think that you could date a tree like that. You, you know what's wild is like when they say, "Hey, we carbon dated this, and it's ten thousand years old." And then they like crack open a rock and find a cassette tape from nineteen eighty six. You know, like, it's like how that get there? Metallica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, what, what's this book of Wendy Sellers doing in the middle of a granite rock? <laughs> you know? It's like, where'd this come from? Oh, what's, what's going on? I don't know. It is, it is amazing how they can do that. And you know what? You and I don't have a means to dispute that, so we have to believe that they know what they're doing. We have to believe that's true unless we just don't want to. But it's just it's just one of those things that I can't find evidence against it unless but I have to trust other people to do that research. So I have to say, wow, based on my trust in their research. Yes, that's amazing. This next story is horrifying. It's time for Florida Man 
you desire. Now is the time to end the podcast or skip ahead five minutes. This is your warning. What? A Florida driver distracted by receiving intimate services from his passenger lost track of his surroundings and crashed head-on into a FedEx delivery vehicle in Fort Lauderdale on Thursday, resulting in injuries to his private area. The man and woman were northbound in an SUV on North Ocean Boulevard when the driver apparently became distracted by his passenger's um, performance, crossed the center line, striking the delivery van head-on as it traveled southbound near the intersection of Northwest 19th Street. Neither occupant of the FedEx vehicle was injured. The only package harmed was the one being attendedly gift-wrapped by the passenger of the SUV. Aerial footage of the aftermath shows both SUV occupants being treated at the scene, pants around their ankles. Other reports indicate that the driver and his passenger were both injured in the collision, which happened to be while the deed was being done. Despite suffering perhaps the most predictable consequence in the world, the driver appears to have gotten lucky twice over, and the resulting injuries were not reported to be reproductively catastrophic. This story, this story is coming from autoblog.com, written by Brian Hurd, an amazing writer. And uh, oh this is God. also a extrapolation from WPLG Local 10. But please look out Brian Hurd at autoblog.com. <laughs> Dated June 3rd, 2022, Florida man and woman crash into FedEx truck during sex act. Ricky Baez, back to you. I love how the police department decided to launch the helicopter for this, right? (laughs) They have an aerial shot. I Googled it and I'm looking at the aerial shot right now. They got the poor guy down in the middle of the intersection with his pants by his ankles. And they're, I mean, he's got his underwear on, but they didn't, they didn't do that to him. They just got him out of the vehicle. That's all. <laughs> I know, but it, it, it's 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 almost it almost looks like it's set up, right? Because I've I've heard of other horrific accidents, and unless they need medical transport, the helicopter doesn't go up. What's the purpose of the helicopter in this one? Unless they heard over the radio, guys, you're not going to believe the nine one one call we just got. Again. You got to come see this, <laughs> right? Again. <laughs> I mean, it's Florida, oh. right? It happened uh, I, again. I mean, I I don't know. Did they talk about their names? Because if they do, somebody's going to sto- find them. In this story that I read, there's no names currently published. They have been published. There are names available on the Internet. Again, I'm not going oh, down that man. path for this program. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot so going on there. He, so the FedEx driver, <laughs> that's these, what I was going these to. <laughs> drivers, are they're, they're tracked. They're tracked and their routes are timed even. And if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken, they can also receive bonuses um, for for performance during their routes. That's correct. So for him not being able to to get to the next route, could you imagine telling your boss why? Right? So, hey, how come you're late on your routes today? <laughs> you're not going to believe this, boss. <laughs> so in the same way that Amber Heard took away Johnny Depp's ability to make money through his likeness, can we extrapolate that and say that the FedEx driver can no longer make the proper dollars that they would have because of the lack of performance due to the SUV's <laughs> performance? And I'm, I'm or, curious, like how this whole lawsuit winds up going, because there's got to be something that goes down there. So is well, it is there going to be a filing from the FedEx driver personally? Is FedEx going to be involved? Who's, how does this go? Well, JC, an argument can be made to the opposite. An argument can be made that maybe the performance wasn't good enough to maybe the person stayed right on track. And maybe it was great, so great that they went off track. Right? We don't know how that loss was going to turn out there, brother. We've got a train horn pulling us back on the rails. You open we're, up that that time, we're at that time in the show for uh, final <laughs> thoughts, and please take as much time as you desire. <laughs> Look, final thoughts, right? Some acts needs to be off the road. That's number one, right? Otherwise, it's it's like this. This last story just proved uh, some acts could be dangerous to other people out on the road and cause some Amazon packages to be late. That said, folks, don't do things that hurt other people. <laughs> And if you're a leader, go ahead and make sure you create an environment for your employees where they do the right thing always. That's the only thing I can say at this point there, brother.
Over on my side, I just want to remind everyone there's like a lot of a uh, lot of things going on in the world of uh, data and privacy and uh, keeping your computers up to date and security measures, etc. cetera. Uh, do what you can to update your uh, data and information. Feel free to find the proper sources online and, and keep things up to date. That's all. On behalf of uh, Ricky Baez, the face of the franchise, and myself, I'm JC. Drive safe. Have a good night. I, I, I just want some pizza. And a Caesar salad. I like those these days. Maybe a taco. Yeah, I'm done.